Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We're also on YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I've got four other podcasts, the Speaking Podcast, the Learn Polish, the Crypto Podcast, and the Awakening, Exposing Fraud and Corruption, but with solutions. And being a podcasting coach, you'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today in it's some part near Dallas, Texas, just outside, I believe, but she can tell you more. She's an author, psychic medium, certified spiritual advisor, educator, and a speaker. Please welcome Michelle Henderson. Hello, I am so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. And for those that are actually listening, if you're on Spotify, we have the video as well, so you can see, and you'll see what a beautiful background Michelle has. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. So you might let the list. I mean, I've obviously touched on the kind of bullet points, but you might kind of let the listeners know a little bit more about Michelle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll I'll do the quick version because, you know, Ed, the older that you get, the more things that you do. So I know we don't have a week, <laughs> but anyway, so I have been an educator pretty much most of my career. And I had spiritual awakening in the 20, in my 20s. And I always used my intuitiveness and to work with the kiddos and their parents. And, you know, and then finally, right before COVID hit, I told my husband, I said, you know what? I need to work as a psychic medium. Something is being, I'm being pulled. I need to work on my gifts. I need to tune in a little bit. And he said, absolutely. So that's when my spirituality actually started working and I started working as a professional psychic medium. And, um, and it's just, it's, you know, it was a great thing to do because I feel like my authentic self came out. And so, yeah, so I've been a little bit busy trying to keep busy in that area. And I love working with families that have children with intuitiveness as well. Okay, excellent. So like kind of what's your own kind of journey yourself when you kind of felt something that you could kind of relate to this? Oh, absolutely. Because, okay, so whenever I was a child, you know, I could always feel that energy. And I know I, I've talked to so many people that did the same thing. They could feel the energy. They either, you know, see uh, deceased loved ones. Now I didn't, but I could always feel what my friends were feeling. I was a really a big empath. And of course, everybody said, oh, Michelle, you're just imagining things. You know, you're, you're so emotional. You need to stop being so emotional. <laughs> and when I would tell my parents, I'm going, but I feel something in the room, some type of energy. I knew somebody was there and, and they would kind of blow it off either that or being in the Bible belt of the United States. It was like, oh, don't go there. Don't open that door. You know, so I shut it down and I didn't realize how many people went through the same experience until I decided to work as a psychic medium and take classes. And when I talked to a lot of people, they went through the same thing. And I'm going, you know what? We need to change that way of thinking. We need to help and embrace these children because that if you don't allow them to really think and feel who they truly are, that's when you start seeing the behavior problems and you start saying, you know, and they're going, I'm just trying to find myself and who to blame them. So did you ever go through that Roy when you were younger? I am. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I've always been kind of in touch with, I kind of look at things totally different to everybody else. And I know my youngest son is like, I, like I, I believe that, 
you know, I, I can see things kind of a lot better than most people. And he's a hundred times better. He's only nine now. And it's like, yeah, I kind of look at how he's in touch, but then I don't knock him or I don't kind of quash it or the education system. I intentionally send them to a yeah. school that's uh, it's copying the Finnish system. It's very creative. They let them kind of choose themselves. You know, they're not like unlike us. We were told, mm-hmm. sit down, cross your hands, put your finger to your mouth. And like, as you say, I think people kind of shun you into it. If you think you have a gift, they kind of knock it. And just for those that might be listening and think, yeah, this is kind of a bit woo-woo. Like I've seen a lot of, and I've had a few guests on talking about this, but there's one guy, I don't know if you've seen that. He's um, an Uber driver and he gets the passengers in and he starts talking. And the things he's saying to him, you just see him freaking out because he's saying, it's your father or you had a child died and he's with that child. And things that impossible for him to know. And I know that through my own experience, I mean, I've talked to a few different people. There is a lot of fraudsters out there without a doubt. They just kind but I know, like I remember one time I was working in, um, it was uh, for a a contractor in Ireland. So we were doing like Johnson Johnson, a big development there. And there was a cleaner there. And somebody mentioned to me that she really knows it. And I, I, I spoke to her. I said, look, I heard that you've got this gift and everything. So she says, okay, yeah, come here. And she just <laughs> caught my hands. And the thing she told me just was impossible for anybody to know that 100% she had a gift. And then I brought friends up to her. We organized a meeting and she would, she basically was just kind of on a donation basis. It wasn't even, it was kind of like a side thing that she, and every single person was shocked with the, like, we knew like the friends that we brought up, we knew exactly kind of a lot of things about them and she wouldn't know them at all. It was the first time she met him and she was saying things that we were like, whoa. And it scared yeah. people like, you know, right. so, so like just for those that might be a bit kind of skeptical, it's like, right. don't knock it till you kind of find the right person <laughs> because a hundred percent there people have that gift without a doubt. Well, and you know, what's interesting, I love that you brought up, there's a lot of frauds out there, but if you look at it too, it's not only the only profession that there are frauds. So there are frauds everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, but, and, and you are right. You need to go to somebody that you feel drawn to. And a lot of people, if you are not ready to have the information, if you're not there and you think it's all woo woo, you're not going to be able to receive the information because from the spirit world, you know, the, and I always, it always sounds kind of strange when I say this, but the message that you get from spirit world, it is for you and for your healing purposes. There's always a reason why you're hearing it. It's almost like, okay, so whenever you're talking to a friend or sometimes even a stranger, you know, in a line when you're at the grocery store and they say something and you're going, you know what, I needed to hear that for today. That wasn't coincidence. That was definitely the spirit world stepping in and saying, you know what, you need to hear that message for today. So I love that you bring this up and your son is so lucky to have you, you know, to embrace wherever they are because kids are so in tuned to the spiritual world. And what I like, I've noticed from a very early stage that even some people, you know, they're kind of, they go up to a child, oh, hello, and they're all, it's fakeness. And he can read that straight <laughs> oh, away. He yeah. is brilliant yeah. at telling who's good and who's bad. And like, I just love it because my mother has that. My, my mother used to be telling me, stay away from this person, stay away from that person. Of course, I thought I knew better. 
And they <laughs> they turned out, you know, there was so many different things that happened with the people that she warned me, stay away from. And even in business and everything, she'd often say to me, no, I don't, I'm getting a bad feeling about that person. And I'm like, look at them five years. And as it turned out, she's never been wrong. And it's like, so, uh-huh. so you know, it's, it's that stubbornness and you, you're going, I can figure it out. I on have my to get own, out. But... I have to park my head and get into the heart, you know? And, uh, so like you studied um, with um, Elisa Williams. So yes. is that something just for those that might feel some sort of gift, you might kind of tell me what that entails Absolutely. and how you can kind of, you know, improve, I suppose, if you feel something. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you um, feel in tuned or you feel like there's intuition happening, you're having a spiritual awakening and sometimes you hear those voices and you're not going crazy. Okay. (laughs) So whenever you decide that you want to embrace your gift, because sometimes you get that pool, it is so good to find a spiritual teacher. And I found Lisa Williams. I was really being pulled to her because it really helps you tune into your gifts. It's just like everything else. If you're learning how to read and comprehend in, in the reading area, you know, in whatever books, that the teacher teaches you how to do it appropriately and effectively. It's the same thing with being a psychic medium is that you tune into your gifts. Even if you are some other light worker, you need to find somebody, you know, to help you in that gifted area. Cause a lot of people will also maybe be a shaman. They may be light workers, just working with the energy They may be crystal healers. There's so many people out there, but you need to tune into your gift and really perfect it. And so I always recommend to everybody that's that's looking at going into the field or trying to figure out what's going on and educate yourself to find somebody who teaches this, who is a spiritual teacher, because it really helps get being guided. And knowing that you're not going crazy (laughs) and that you and it also gives you confidence because a lot of times whenever I do mediumship so just to let your listeners know psychic and mediumship are completely different so psychic is whenever I go into my client's aura and I read their energy and that's where you have like the cards you know the oracle cards or tarot or whatever and then mediumship is whenever I connect in with a loved one so I'll go directly to a loved one okay and um And mediumship to me is so much more difficult because like you said, I love to read people I don't know. And because I I try not to read friends or family or anything else like that, because when you get the information, it's scary because you're going, okay, what if I'm totally wrong? But you also have to remember what if I'm totally right, you know, and this person needs the healing and needs the message. That's when, you know, when, because when you get scared, you're going to close up <laughs> and spirit's not going to be able to talk to you. So when you go to a spiritual teacher to help train you and get that confidence going, that's when you can really help as many people as you want to. And when you done the training, was it in person or online? And is it, if, is it possible to do it online or must you have somebody in your local area? No, uh, energy is energy. Okay. So you can do it over the computer. You can do it over the phone. You don't have to see the person. And to me, it's easier if you don't see the person because you don't look at the body language because body language again can kind of make you nervous because sometimes you'll get clients that, you know, no smile, 
<laughs> and you're going, oh no, I'm doing horrible. And it's, they're just trying to keep it together a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? So they're just trying to heal. So yes, so I can greet somebody just like you and I here or in person. I really like the, the person to person contact. Um, it just being with a person is so much more, I guess, personal, <laughs> I guess, you know, human contact. But it's so, this technology is wonderful that I can read anybody from all over the world. And that is, that is just fascinating to me. But yeah, we, we would do classes online and we do, would do energy work. We could feel each other's energy. It just, to me, it's all fascinating. I still can't really grasp it all because I'm going, wow, how does all this still work? <laughs> Well, I mean, with the quantum physics and all, and like yes. I'm aware of the spooky device, you know, you have a nail from somebody across the pond and it can be working away and you can heal them. And so it's like, we don't really have to totally understand it, but it works, you know, like we're all energy. And Absolutely. I mean, that's the, they have the, you know, the science has yeah. proven that, like, you know, so everything vibrates. So. Yes. And that's exactly. So we have, so whenever I'm asked if I do it over Zoom, I say, yeah, energy is energy. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. you were an educator for uh, a lot of, for your career, basically. And mm -hmm. so you would have seen the children in the schools. So, I mean, like, is it something that you were able to kind of encourage or because I mean, I've, yeah. I, especially on the awakening podcast, unfortunately, the education system is kind of set up, not just in America, mm -hmm. but all over the world to kind of, you know, make us compliant little uh, right. busy ants in a corporation. Right. Yes. No. Yeah. So I could never really talk about it um, because a lot of the parents didn't, you know, want educators to do that because the parents are the ones that want to control, you know, what goes on in the home, which is understandable. But but what I would do is I would tune in, <clears throat> excuse me, but I would not totally tune in just so that I could help them educationally and I would get information. And sometimes I would use my energy to calm the, either the child down or the parent, <laughs> depending on who I'm talking to. <laughs> so, so I would use a lot of my energy and because a lot of times I could feel how the parent was feeling. If I was in a meeting with the parent and the parent became angry, I could feel all of this energy coming towards me. So what I would do is I would turn it around and I would pull it back and then send love and calming energy. And that really helped. So even though I wasn't really able to help the children, you know, embrace their intuitiveness, I was able to use my intuitiveness and my energy to help with any type of edu educational crisis that came up to be. Yeah, brilliant. And I saw somewhere that uh, you were working with autistic children as well. Yes. So yes. I presume because like from my own experience, what I see they tend to have a gift when they've got kind of with autism. Have yes. You know, yeah. And, and yeah. And I, and I think, and I believe it's not only with autism, but a lot of our special needs children have so many more angels around them because they need more protection. You know what I'm saying there? Because they are gullible, especially in the world, but they are very in tune at the same time. And a lot of the children that I worked with uh, autism, you know, a lot of autism kids will kind of gaze off and they'll cut and I'm going, they see something that I'm not seeing. And they would just start laughing and I'm going, okay, you're either communicating with somebody <laughs> that you know, or an angel or somewhere in spirit. And then I'd have to bring them, you know, bring them back to whatever we were doing. 
but you could just tell that they were watching and they would just laugh. It was more than one child. And then many times I, I think they can actually see the energy grid, you know, that is around our earth and around us as well, because they love the different patterns. They love the geometric patterns. And, and so I, I think a lot of times they would just be mesmerized with something that was going on. It's almost like a kaleidoscope, you know, that you're looking through. I think they would see a lot of times that type of energy. Excellent. So you, you have a live podcast as well. And is it, are you covering kind of this on it or what exactly are you doing in the live okay. podcast? So, yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. So my podcast is Michelle's Inspiration Hour. And it just, I love, love, love to learn. And so I get a lot of guests on that have, you know, experienced something tragic in their life and they turned it around and said, you know what, I'm going to get that motivated. I'm not going to let this tragedy hold me down. So they have some type of inspiration that has happened in their life. And a lot of times it is very spiritual and it's quantum physics. And it's just, I, I just love each and every one of them that I've had on the show because I read their book and I learned so much more. And I've had chiropractors on that have you know spiritual awakening so it does lead into itself into spirituality because we're all learning and it all points to that spiritual um awakeness that we all feel especially through tra tragedy because sometimes we need that to wake it up <laughs> and to say you know what the spirits world is here to love you but you've got to wake up and sometimes tragedy will bring us uh, forward to that Excellent. And when you kind of have parents that are kind of open and not fighting this, how can they help the child when they realize or true, you know, yourself or somebody that kind of identifies that they have a gift? Always tell parents, number one is to listen to your child. Listen to whoever you feel is in tune, because I know whenever I would try to start talking to people and they look at me funny, you know, I thought there was something wrong with me right? So if you listen to the child, the child's going to feel empowered. They're going to probably be able, they'll feel more comfortable, tell you more what they're seeing, what they're experiencing, and don't judge. And if you cannot help them, then find a psychic medium or a, a spiritual shop, a metaphysical store that you can go to and say, hey, I don't know how to help my child. And don't be afraid of it because a lot of parents, the first thing they also ask me is, is this something evil that's going on? Do I need to protect my child? And, you know, and we're all parents. We want to protect our child, especially with things that we cannot see, but that's where the faith comes in. Listen to your child. If you feel like you need some sort of protection, you know, I'll say get crystals, pray, you know, you can do sage around the room and just for, and just, you know, for your intention to have love and light spirits come in and talk to your child. And, um, and I always tell parents, you don't really have anything to be afraid of. Now, if the child becomes afraid, that's also doesn't mean that's an evil spirit. It just means like they're not in control and they they don't know what to do. So if they're not in control, they may not want to experience it. And they can always say, you know what, spirit world, I don't want you to communicate with me at this time. 
and they have the control to do that. And um, so that's so important for for them to feel like they that they can control whatever is going on around them. And what about when there's kind of brothers and sisters then in the house that they, you know, they're not kind of mocking them or just that it's, you know, that it becomes not a scary subject that they kind of can, I suppose, improve on their gifts. Well, and I think it's wonderful if the, and I always tell families too, it's almost like you're learning with your child. So every member in the family, if you start meditating, everybody needs to meditate together and learn about it that way they know how to support each other and you're just it's almost like you're you're spiritually coming together and i'm not talking about religion i'm just talking about spirituality so it's totally different um and so if they you do yoga do yoga together when you're talking about it make sure you have everybody in the family that way you know if they do make fun of it they know um, the child will still feel supportive. You know, the intuitive child will, because brothers and sisters are going to give each other a hard time anyway. (laughs) But if they're doing these exercises together, as they get older, they'll embrace it more. And they may even find out they're a little bit intuitive themselves. Excellent. So your your book, then it says spiritual nurturing for intuitive children. So you might kind of, Tell us what yes. exactly you're covering in it. Okay. So when I originally originally wrote this book, it was mainly for light workers who were working with these families to help them, guide them, and kind of set up a program for them to do like exercises like yoga, you know, each week and really talk, have somebody that the parents can talk to and they can walk through. However, a lot of parents are getting a hold of this book and they're going, you know what? I don't need anybody else coming into my home or telling me what to do type thing. I can do it on my own. So what I did is I I walked through each chapter. I do a lot of the metaphysical, the basics, you know, what crystals are, what uh, yoga is, what yoga poses are really good for children and breathing exercises. So there are a lot of exercises that you can do with an intuitive child that are in the book. So it's a great resource for for parents to have so that they they go, oh, I can do that. And it's got a lot of artwork in there so that you have art exercises to do with a child because a lot of the intuitive children are so creative. If you give them color pencils, they're able to draw whatever they're seeing. Um, It talks about keeping a dream journal, uh, doing psychic art and how to embrace um, that piece of your child so that they don't get depressed and they can show everybody their unique self. Because what do teenagers do whenever they're not accepted? They try to find a peer group that they're accepted in. And sometimes the peer group is not with their best interest and they might might find that lower energy vibe. That's when the the Ouija boards (laughs) come out. But again, a Ouija board, it depends upon your intention. It doesn't have to be evil. It just depends upon the intention of it all. Um, And then I tell parents, a lot of times, if your 16-year-old wants to read people, do the cards, the Oracle cards, do mediumship, why not? They may not, they, some, some kids at 16 are very street smart. They understand things that we don't understand. And then there are some that don't, that may not be ready for it. But if your 16 year old is ready to work, why not? 
you know, so, so the book kind of, kind of opens the parents' minds to things that they maybe they didn't think about before. And hopefully it will help them, you know, broaden their knowledge on what is going on. I remember I was at a retreat in Costa Rica and one of the guys who I'd met before, he had Oracle cards and they were beautiful. And I was like, I must get them. And I happened to to find them, I think, when I visited Ireland. And so I got them. And when I started doing them three times in a row, I got the same card. And I was like, I was kind of trying to work out the statistics of actually that happening. Right, you know? right. And I was like, that's probably impossible. I you know the fact that I got the exact same one, even shuffling them and everything. And it was like, this is kind of, but I don't know. I exactly. think it's a case of you get what you need when you're actually. Exactly. And what I tell people, because I have had a couple of clients that said, I don't want you to use cards. And I'm going, well, I don't need to use the cards. A lot of people love the cards and it does kind of give you extra information, but I'm the one, or you, like you said, you had the cards, you were using your own energy. So, so you're activating those cards whenever you're shuffling them and everything else. And then you're setting an intention in your energy, if you realize it or not. And yeah, some of those cards is going, oh my gosh, it's right on. <laughs> it can't be scary, but but a lot of times you you know you don't need cards to really know what you need. It's more of a validation, and it's kind of concrete. And it's going, oh, it makes perfect sense. And you got that pretty picture. And um, I have to tell you a story. I was at a a, a psychic fair. And I, I didn't pull up my cards. I, I wanted, because I always like to read at the beginning without the cards. And, you know, people just pass by my table and they go to a table full of cards that they had cards out. I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. So then I put my little Oracle cards out for everybody to see and people started coming. <laughs> so people love those cards, you know. So and not everybody, I can't read tarot cards. But I can read Oracle cards and I can read Linderman cards. So everybody has a way of what they can read the best. You just got to kind of experiment with what works for you. Yeah, I know my mom was actually doing tarot cards and she used to be scaring people with the stuff because they kind of how accurate it was. Oh, my gosh. So with the with the crystals, then what you might kind of touch a little bit on the crystals. How exactly are they working out? You know, is it that it gets the energy you have to have different crystals in the room or around you? Or, I don't know much. I about know crystals, I, and now. crystals. Okay, so so I am not like a big expert. If you come to me and you say, okay, I need this and this and this, what crystal do I need? I'd have to look it up. <laughs> Okay, so crystals, yeah. So crystals, of course, came from the earth and they're organic and they have so much energy. Okay. And I have I have crystals around my room just to keep the energy flowing, that type of thing. And some people will also use crystals for protection so that the lower vibe energy does not enter, that type of thing. Some people, I know a couple of parents will put uh, crystals in their child's backpacks to go to school with them. So, you know, just to keep that energy up or, you know, just for protection. So, um, so yeah, and I've always, I've always loved crystals and, but to me, I just like the color. I love the, now energy, you can feel it. If you pick up a crystal, if you're wondering what kind of crystal that you need, what you do is you 
go to a crystal store or a metaphysical store, then you put it in your non-dominating hand, okay? And then you put your other hand underneath it, stand up and put it near your stomach. And then if you go backwards, you need the, that crystal in your energy field. If you just stand up straight and you're not feeling any energy, you don't need that crystal. So there's different ways that you can figure out what you need whenever you're looking at crystals. Excellent. Yeah. Never heard of that before. That's uh, <laughs> fascinating. And with the, the, the breath work then you mentioned, the is it just kind of yes. like deep breathing or do you go like <clears throat> into, because I mean, I've tried all different types of breath work, different facilitators, and I know the benefit. And I just finished actually Wim Hof book and I, yeah. I had met him in it, it, like even just listening to him, how good it is for our health and everything. So right. is it you kind of encourage kind of the whole family as well to just, I suppose, breed properly yes. instead of shallow breathing. Absolutely. And I don't think we realize when we shallow breathe and that's all we do all day. But whenever you're working with spirit, it kind of, it also, or when you're stressed out of the day, I mean, it, it can help anybody. You're going to, whenever you do breath work, it clears your mind. It clears your energy. And um, so there are different exercises that you can do. I love what's called the energy ball. And what you do is you close your eyes, you have the kids close their eyes and you have your arms um, shoulder um, wide, okay? And then you bring your hands together like you're making a ball, okay? Uh, like a beach ball, okay? And then you're gonna feel that energy that's in there and you're breathing into it, okay? As you're doing it. And then once you make your energy ball, you bring it down to your chest, okay? To your heart chakra. Take another deep breath, set the intention. If you wanna send love, you know, whatever you want to do, love light. And then you send the ball out to the world or you can send it to a friend and you breathe into it. So uh, so there's different ways. So when you're working with energy, it's a wonderful thing to kind of vibrate with that energy. Brilliant. And is there a way that like the parents can spot something if the child doesn't realize it themselves? Uh, what do you mean spot? As like, in like realize that they've got some sort of gift, you know, because the child mightn't be... Uh... Oh yeah. Okay. So I see what you mean. If the child, especially the younger ones, they think it's really normal for them to behave this way. Like, Oh, I just talked to, you know, your grandmother who has passed away <laughs> and they think that's normal. So, so if, if the, it, and I always tell parents too, if the child comes to you and they're talking to you about this and you're going, uh-huh. And they think it's normal again, don't react to it and, and just kind of help them through it. Say, so, oh, well, that's very interesting, you know, or if they get anxious about seeing a spirit and just say, okay, let's breathe through it together. So it's always good to, to embrace that and also do the exercises to help enhance it. Well, show me what, what your grandmother looked like. Show me that picture, draw grandma's picture, you know, or tell me a story about what grandma, why was grandma here? So just start asking questions and just be fascinated with it. And the child's going to feel really good that, you know what, you may want to, yeah, as, as a parent, you may also want to say, you know what, I can't do that. I think it's so awesome that you can do it. So you're reinforcing it. And again, that's a part of them. And 
just with like the education then that you know with all your experience because mm-hmm. sometimes people they get on the education but it's gone weird lately i mean we saw all the craziness that's going on but it's it's kind of starts in america and ripples across the world so it's not oh, just right. you know it's not just specific to the u.s yeah. but like what can be done to change like what would be your kind of solutions for the education system that kind of stop taking the creativity out of us and in turn maybe you know the gifts that the children have as well oh I love it I love it I love it and you know and I wish I could say that every I wish that every teacher would listen to the child at school and embrace it and maybe say well write it in your journal because a lot of times you know they have journals but you know what it goes with also not education in itself it's also the teachers that teach because everybody has different belief systems they may be afraid of it so if as a parent if your child is at school and they get bullied or the teacher shuts them down and they're having a terrible experience at school not being themselves then find a different school that they can go to that will accept it because there are schools that, like you said, creativity schools that allow the children to be themselves and there's no judgment going on. So they really need to find a school that way. And if they can't, then they can also, because, okay, so there, I interviewed um, Ellen Edsmonds. Um, her son was on the A&E Psychic Ch- uh, Kids Channel um and it's it was a series and uh he it was on the first episode and she said that um at his school he was being bullied he was writing in his journal like explaining what was going on with him and and she finally told him because he would be coming home from school just upset say you know what why don't we just talk about it at home? So, and it then kind of explained to him, not everybody has the same belief system as we do. So it's almost like he was having to learn a hard lesson. Not everybody's going to accept you as you are, but the people who love you uh, that are close to you are going to accept you for who you are. And so it's almost like a coping mechanism that he's learning early and he has to want work through it because not everybody is you know loving a lot of times they're very hateful and for an empath to learn that into how to protect themselves it's very difficult it's a hard lesson because you know when they're young they think everybody is just so sweet so angelic and they're not and that's just the world that we live in excellent excellent and just just finally with meditation then do you practice meditation yourself I do. <laughs> I have kind of gotten off the, the wagon a little bit because <laughs> I've been so busy. But yeah, so that's really how I opened up more and more is through meditation. And I tell people, you don't have to meditate in a quiet room, you know, with their eyes closed. You can meditate sitting outside watching the trees blow, you know, so there's different types of meditation, but I still love the meditation where I'm, you know, I'm working on each chakra, um, you know, trying to get information from the spiritual world, clearing my mind and whatever happens, happens, uh, trying to be present. And it does, it slows you down. And whenever I'm really stressed, that really helps me. And I breathe through a lot of things. <laughs> so yoga and meditation are wonderful. Brilliant. Listen, Michelle, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You might let people know how they can get in contact with you. Sure. 
Sure. So I send everybody to my website. It is all the information there. So it's www.michellehendersonmedium.com. Okay. Yeah. So I'll make sure I'll put the links bought on the audio. That sounds great. Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you. I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. And I think, you know, these type of conversations are so important because the more that we have, the more it's like planting the seed. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you very much. Thank you. That's all for the meditation podcast. You'll find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org for us on BitChute and YouTube. Be sure to give us a thumbs up, five star rating, share with your friends, and also check out Michelle's podcast and her YouTube channel. Give her a thumbs up as well and a five star rating. Until next week, take care.